0: Hi horses. We are here with Sergeant John Pizzurro. Am I saying that right? Yep. It's a uh, retired, uh, retired, uh, internet retired internet crimes against children, commander John Pazuro. Retired internet crimes against children, commander John Pizzaro from uh, New Jersey, right? That's correct. Okay. So, um, so I'm doing a kind of research project about perceptions of crimes against children perceptions about pedophilia um kind of the the um difference between the way it's sensationalized and how we talk about it and the reality of it and um i i guess i was most interested in speaking to you uh, just to give us kind of like a picture of a realistic view of like what what is happening with crimes against children on the internet uh now and um i guess any ideas uh you have about what to do about it i'd like to pick your brain about too Sure. Uh, well, let's start.
1: Uh, it's an epidemic um, in a way. Today, uh, more crimes against children or more children are exploited through digital technology than ever before, uh, and that's because everyone has access to a smartphone. So, what does that mean? Usually, today, uh, if you went back years ago, people had a desktop or you know a laptop. But today, you go into a house, we have what twenty twenty five devices. So. Right. Uh, what they call is it's called child sexual abuse material, which is called CSAM, um, which used to be called child pornography. Uh, but the reality is today, there are images on the uh, images and videos on the internet um, that are both old and current, and a lot of them picture child rape, um, incest, uh, everything from infants to uh, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds and just to give you a little bit of this is that if you go on the dark net and tour there's people with predilections on what they like just like you would on a dating site so the point is is that today there are more um self-generated images and videos than ever before and that is in the ages of six seven and eight which means that uh, today, individuals are grooming children in order to get those
0: videos uh, I can To, give to you get t- them to take pictures of themselves, basically.
1: Yes. So like I'll give you a perfect example. So Samuel Schwinger, a couple years ago, was arrested in Lakewood, New Jersey. Uh, he had seven, uh, 67 victims between the ages of six and 12. So what he did was he got uh, a video of a. Uh, an eight or a nine-year-old and pretended to be that nine-year-old and went to other children around the country in order for them to produce those self-generated videos. Uh, Samuel even got um, his uh, another eight-year-old to sexually abuse a six-year-old in those photos and videos. Um, he had 67 victims throughout the US in just a couple months. So a lot of people don't understand that or don't hear that because we hear certain things in the press but the reality is the images here in what's happening is not spoken about because you have tech companies from Apple, for example, that doesn't give any tips of what's happening in the name of privacy. Uh, you have a lot of the tech companies that actually do not uh, report. And I'll give you this context in this background is that there's these things called cyber tips or cyber tip referrals, and they are from the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. So, for example, let's say you're home and you are downloading an image of a six-year-old, and it hits your Dropbox or one of your accounts. Well, what happens is the company is legislated if they find that information on their uh, on their servers is to report it to the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, which will then Generate a referral. Uh, just to give you an example, in 2015, New Jersey had 2,000 such rever- referrals. In uh, 2021, we had over 12,000. So, and just to give you context of arrests, we went from 143 arrests in 2015 to 473 in 2020. Um, it, it's it's that's arrests
0: in New Jersey.
1: That's just New Jersey. Okay. So that's not, that's just the state of New Jersey. So, but if you take those images or or those, those statistics Mm -hmm. and cross it around the U S it's the same thing to the point is that it's one of these things that we need a lot of more education and awareness because we can't arrest our way out of our problem.
0: Can you explain what you mean by that? That we can't arrest our way out of it because
1: there's so many, um, what's happening today is today's children are groomed more more so than ever so mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about grooming in context hey i just uh i want to be your friend on the internet it goes beyond that so what a predator does uh a predator will actually match language uh, what's your favorite artist for example rock artist or music prince prince Oh, awesome. (laughs) So I can talk to you about Prince, right? You can say, Hey, you know what? I just had, um, I just downloaded a new digital version that, that Prince had of 1999 that no one knew about. And I could say, wow, 1999, that's amazing. So what I'm going to do, is I'm going to repeat your same language back to you. So all of a sudden now you have a friend and what happens today, and this is a lot has to do with neuroscience is that, we become isolated and we trust more on the internet, right? This is where we get all our information from. But if I, if you were at your house right now and there was debris falling from the ceiling, you would move, right? Because your brain would say, hey, I think I got to get out of here. But the challenge becomes when you're at home, you don't see that danger because it's the safety of your bedroom bathroom or wherever you're going to be you're in your house and your safety so it's really more of that trusting aspect and then you have today children have an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex so from their decision-making capabilities isn't the best
0: okay one of one of kind of my angles of argumentation with this project that i think i'm going to take is uh that the platforms that we use to communicate with each other are not doing enough to keep kids protected from adults. It sounds like you feel the same.
1: Unequivocally, a billion percent, yes.
0: Okay. Can you um can you tell us like which platforms in particular you think are like the most problematic or so let let's 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 take something like TikTok,
1: right? TikTok is benign in rural on there, but there's also the more apps that someone is on that's more predators going to go. The challenge becomes is that these companies don't have age verification or identity verification. So therefore, I could be a 40-year-old pretending to be a 13-year-old. And you can put all those parameters in place, but they're not checking ID. So you have that challenge. Second challenge is that there is no moderation, meaning is that there's no one reviewing the content. So let's say you and I are on kick, which they don't moderate the content, and we're having a conversation because it's end-to-end encrypted. Kick is not looking at that, nor nor is WhatsApp, uh, Wicker, um, Whisper, Scout. I'm giving you just, you know, just the communication. And I'll even further give you something even more so is that video games, right? So today we play on the Xbox, PlayStation. Not the video
0: games, John. Yes. (laughs) No, don't attack the video games. (laughs) What's what's wrong with the video games? The chats. So the chat are not monitored. have you noticed that Nintendo, on, there's no way on Nintendo Online, I'm going to give them credit for this, there's no way to meet somebody online and message them, That or, is a... or talk to them.
1: So, think. you know, I haven't played Nintendo in a bit, but I know from an Xbox or Microsoft or... Uh, let's, say, let's take Fortnite, for example, or yeah. Call of Duty or, you know, Roblox. Everyone has that chat capability. But the thing is, is that the companies themselves aren't monitoring the chat. Right. Right. So that is where a lot of the conversation is. What's happening even between conversations, let's say me and you, that's not being recorded as well. So I think that is part of the challenge there as well, because you have all that content there so what are the big tech companies doing well everything like that costs money it's not that it can't be done
0: right it'll just be expensive yeah you uh you're a cop do you is privacy something that you just see as like being in the way of doing your job like because that because i feel like the average person non-cop is going to say well I don't know if i want these companies reading my every text or reading my every chat or seeing all my videos and then balancing that against stopping kids from being talked so i'll give you
1: here's here's my here's my usually argument to this first of all i think i believe there has to be a balance in everything right um secondly is that we are only asking for stuff with legal process meaning a search warrant meaning go through a judge meaning that we're not just arbitrarily um asking for information right so right um amazon what kind of information does amazon have on you right alexa do you realize that alexa records that information or have you ever gone to um talked about sneakers and then the next thing you know
0: there's a facebook ad for you for sneakers right right so amazon knows things about me i don't know about myself <laughs> Yeah. So
1: to to your point is, there is a balance in everything, but I think that we need and I say we because I'm I'm retired, but law enforcement needs the ability if that um, if that content exists to get that contact to protect children. And it's not just those children because a lot of these individuals have multiple victims. Like I use the Samuel Schwinger as an example, when you have 67 victims. So let's say we just had that one and we had that one reported, but there's another 66 victims. And we tend to think that um, some people tend to think that the image is okay. Someone sent an image. It's not bad. But the same thing that happens to a victim from sexual assault is the same thing when they're exploited on videos because they're, they're sexually abuse videos. It's not just, you know, a benign picture. It's a lot more than that.
0: When you say the same thing that happens to them, you mean like psychologically? Psychologically. Yeah. So you've been traumatized.
1: You still have been exploited and we're not even hitting what's going to happen to them later in life. So even if you look at like ACEs, for example, uh, adverse childhood experiences where it's um, where it shows that in childhood and trauma, uh, there's certain different um, aspects of what happened to you later in life. You, you have to realize is that those images and videos that a child takes that, you know, uh, they are sexually, um, you know, sexually abused or sexually exploited in that regard. So, um, so it goes beyond that, even, you know, getting those victims help as well. So I, I think it, like we used to say, like the internet crimes against children task force, right. There's 61 task forces throughout the United States. And we talked, you know, regularly, but it's in it's a multidisciplinary approach meaning is that we're we're trying awareness we're trying to protect victims and arrest offenders as well so and try to make sure that legislation holds you know the tech companies and other people accountable
0: okay so it sounds like you're saying the tech companies are not moderating enough they're not collecting enough information with regards to um, what could protect the user they're only Collecting information that will make them will sell sneakers, but you're also saying that law enforcement, when their information is collected, law enforcement needs more access to that information.
1: Correct. So, like, I'll give you a perfect example: is that a lot of times, so Section 230 holds these companies, let's say, uh, responsible if for things that happen on their platform, but if. I don't know what happened on my platform, then am I liable? So that's in the case of, let's say Apple, for example, where Mm -hmm. they don't release a whole bunch of information is because it's on their servers. They don't know what's on their servers, but if they knew it on their servers, then they would have to take action. So that's one of the easiest arguments for them to get away with
0: it. So they encrypt it from themselves. So they they don't know what they're transmitting around.
1: Exactly. And think about this. So we don't get the the the, the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. How much? How much? How many people do you think have an iOS device? Probably half half the U.S. Right? Yeah. We do We never got cyber tips, and we never get those tips from Apple. So are you telling me that no one on an iOS device uses
0: it for CSAM, Right. So uh, we're just getting you know half. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Do you think that law enforcement has a messaging issue then? Because I uh, I can imagine a lot of my audience is going to say, okay, great. So you pull our heartstrings with these child abuse stories, then you get the the gold key to our information, and then you're going to use it to exploit, harass, arrest us. You know, uh, basically we're we're forking over all the evidence that you want to do whatever you want with. Do do you think that? building trust public trust and law enforcement is is part of this
1: well yeah so here, here's the other thing is a messaging and branding point you know um is mm-hmm. that you know from an awareness point is that we try to talk about it but it just falls on deaf ears because we're not on youtube or we're not um we're not where other people are you know you we can send a print ad but no one who who reads the newspaper nowadays right so it is getting out there in the community it needs to be it's, it's a world um, it's a world problem and needs a world solution So I think that from that aspect and you know people need to understand I think too is that we're not out there to I could care less what pictures you do or what you do on a daily basis. It's just those microscopic, uh contents when it comes to children and again we're not i I could care less what people do or where they go or um and we all want privacy right because if we said this and and this is just human nature if i asked you to say give me your most embarrassing thing you've ever did right you're not you're not going to want to tell me no one's going to want to tell you right so and everyone is guarded about something that's embarrassing them to that so yeah so we definitely understand that but at the same time it's that balance how do we get that information when there's a child um and we we need
0: that right uh yeah so that leads to my next question about parents um every parent in so when i was a kid and i assume when you were a kid the idea of an eight year old having a camera that can transmit anything to anybody in the world would be completely insane (laughs) <laughs> yeah and now it's like shouldn't shouldn't these companies make like a phone that doesn't have a camera for kids like that's weird that we're like well like yeah kids need phones and all, and phones always have cameras so then your kid has a camera but it's like that that leap is uh, is kind of a strange leap to just automatically make but i guess so um what role do you think parents play in this
1: Parents play a huge role. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. And, and this is systematic to what's happening in society. So this is last summer Again, you know, we're getting out because of the pandemic. Um, I walk on the beach and I see in a half mile walk, I count
0: 67 people on their phones on the beach. Right. Isn't that the so, same number of victims as that guy had?
1: Yeah. Believe it or not. Okay. okay. So, Continue. um, yeah. So 67 victims are 67, 67 people within a half half mile. There was 12 people doing a TikTok, tock. Um, and then there was a one four year old who was missing their parents and they couldn't find their parents. My point is, is that the parents are addicted to the devices just as much as we are because we're forced to binge watch TV. So from a parental standpoint, that's what we need. Right. So when we would do an Internet safety, for example, the parents that come or the parents that are, how do you put it? Um receptive and they want to make a difference. So there's 12, let's say, parents that would come to a internet safety presentation. We're not getting all the other parents there, right? Because no matter what school we went to, we're not getting that engagement. So part of it is, is that again, from a messaging standpoint, maybe we need to meet them in a different medium. Um, today, uh, we're not there. Uh, you know, we looked at all kinds of different um, aspects. Um, and today, Uh, That's what we're trying to do is, you know, uh, for example, I was going to try to get The Rock before I left. I wanted to get The Rock to do a PSA. Right. So um, maybe whoever the top YouTuber is, you know, for children to get that, that's what we need. We need to be where people are at and where they're listening. So I think that's part of it. In law enforcement, traditionally, that's not their purview. Right. You know, um, if I was still working, I would not be able
0: to do this podcast. That's, it seems like a problem. So, um, because right. like, you literally, yeah. you, are literally, if you're working, you're not allowed to go to the place where people need to hear the messaging that you need to be.
1: Yeah. And we have, would have to get it approved and then there's things that we have to go through. So that's part of it too. Right. So, yeah. uh, and, and to, to your point, yeah, I think we all need to bear some kind of responsibility in trying to, to, to message this better. And, you know, most investigators and law enforcement, we're not marketers, right? We're not branded. We're not, you know, hosts of shows. So, you know, from a branding awareness, sometimes, sometimes we struggle with.
0: Um, okay. Uh, so in online world in content creator world, if you, uh, flirt with a 16 year old when you're 19, you're a pedophile. There's a big controversy. Uh, your fans get mad. You have to take a break and do like an apology tour and come back and say, you know, I I, I went to therapy and I realized that I was a sick person because I flirted with a 16 year old. So I'm trying to, um, I, I, I like the idea of kind of clashing the two, the real world of like what, what real predators are like and like what they're actually doing and the sort of um, rosy idea that people have of like what, what a predator is like is as somebody who flirts with somebody a few years younger than them.
1: Well, I could tell you this out of uh, all those arrests, there was no 19 year old that was flirting with a 16 year old. I figured that's not a high priority. Um, and, and honestly, so like in the state of New Jersey, if it's a 19 year old and 16 year old, you know, we're not even prosecuting that. So, I mean, what's the the age of consent in New Jersey? The age of consent is, um, it is 16 so we're not arresting 16 year olds but we're also not arresting for example an investigation where let's say hey i'm going to pretend to be a 15 year old and i'm to be about 16 year old the people that we're arresting are people that are looking at prepubescent so you're talking 9 10 11. so uh so I, I think that's part of it too is i think that perception
0: yeah. Um, yeah. well it's a it's it's weird because uh on you in youtube world There's a hyper vigilance about the age of consent and and being really concerned about like teenagers, basically, or 20 year olds, 16 year olds. Uh, There are these controversies that happen and I'm I'm not saying those are good or that they should not be talked about, but it feels like a kind of red herring when so much worse is clearly happening.
1: And and I could tell you again, you know, if a 14 year old sends a 16 year old, you know, a picture and they're in a dating relationship, again, those are things that we might, we might go out and have a conversation with them and explain things to them, but we're not arresting them. So those are, those are things that are basically, you know, uh, call it an internet safety and say, Hey, do you realize that again, you know, you can have in a school, for example, by law, let's say I'm 14 and I take an image of myself and it goes all viral across the school. Technically by the, by definition of law, all 30 people that possessed it possessed, but people aren't being arrested for that. So I think that's, that's the over overall point.
0: Um. Can I ask you what you think of uh, this is a suggestion from the chat of um, predator catcher YouTube channels. Have you heard of these?
1: Um, They're uh, how do you put it? Um, they're hurting people. All right. So okay. when I look, before I left, there was about six in the state of New Jersey challenge becomes with this. There's a couple things. One, you're not trained. Secondly, what evidence you have um, is going to allow someone to escape because of the way you go about getting it. And thirdly, there's other victims that that individual might have victimized
0: that are now not going to be able to get the help they need because of what you did. So, um, can you explain explain them how that works? Why will the other victims not be able to get help? So what happens is, is that because of the way they go about it. So let's
1: say, let's say, that individual gets someone pretends to be a 14 year old. Right. And they get someone to come visit. Right. Just because they showed up and they pretended to be a 14 year old, there are like laws and things that we need to follow because they did that. And because we might not have access to whatever evidence they have, we're not going to get whatever evidence that was actually on that phone of of other victims meaning is that okay i bring you in everyone thinks that i could just go show up at a scene or show up get this person and give them to law enforcement it's all over but there has to be a context in the conversation there has to be conversation with whatever whatever uh victims um that there were prior to that but what's happening is is that you're tainting whatever evidence and how you got it making the ability to protect thing protect everyone little bit more difficult okay i don't know if i um, explained it good enough
0: so you're can, yeah can you can you walk me through kind of like uh how well do you have any specific cases of this happening of of uh in new jersey s- yes yeah yeah um, of like of yeah. like you knowing somebody did something but you can't prove it because the evidence is tainted and, and so we was- yeah so we had a
1: case in ocean county the first one we were able to to prosecute where the where the predator bait, or predator showed up the individual then came and arrested them or, or came and traveled. What they did was then they gave that information to the prosecutor's office. So a private citizen gets their phone, gets their information and then ends up giving it, giving it to them. So uh, what happens is then we're able to maybe, we, we download the phone, we watch their chats back and forth. We get whatever information we can to try to prosecute it, but it's a third person, right? So we're taking that on what evidence that we have, but the way he went and got the evidence is problematic. So that is the challenge because now that individual would have to testify in court nine times out of 10, those people aren't testifying in court either that are showing
0: up. Okay. So the predator catcher would need to testify in court as a witness. Correct. And they often don't they don't want to uh yes and then we would have to take their phone because let's say let's
1: say so i'm the predator catching you i'm the predator catcher and you're the police officer right i'm okay. using
0: my phone right to talk to that individual right you can't just show it to me i have to actually take it from you i and have process to take it as, it. as, as I evidence. i have to
1: process it as evidence so it's now my phone and it has to be put in an evidence locker then it has mm-hmm. to wait for trial. so In essence, you're losing access to that phone. So what we had to do is when that individual, we actually took their phone, which Mm -hmm. they weren't happy with, but that phone had the evidence. And when you're (laughs) in court, you have to try to prove that because it's not like I can just print out the chat. See, I talked to
0: this person, go arrest him. There has to be a forensic. You can do that to anybody. Right, right. right. We have more rights than that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right, so all these predator catchers you're saying that most of these people they're catching are going free because they don't want to uh, give up their phone Give up their phone then testify, testify. It's a lot of work to actually it's a lot of work. get somebody uh, <laughs> arrested for a sex crime I see um, So, yeah If they, out of curiosity if they did testify and they did give up their precious phone is agreeing to meet a 14 year old for sex and attempting to do so. Um, even if the person pretending to be a 14 year old is not a police officer, is that a prosecutable crime or like how, how good is the case there?
1: So I'll give you a perfect example. So let's say in, in a chat case, for example, um, I'm pretending to be a 13 year old and, um, I'm talking to you. Yeah. And I in my chat basically say, Hey, um you say, Hey, I want to come meet you. Yeah. Why do you want to meet me? I want to have sex with you. You want to have okay. sex with me? And then again, I'm not I'm not initiating. So all so those if I, initiate, with,
0: if I initiate. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah, so and then you say, well, I don't, and I, and I say, as the 13 year old, I say, well, I don't know uh, my parents aren't home. And you say, you know what, let's do it here. Cause I'm telling you, it's going to really be good. And, uh, you know, I'll bring condoms. I'll bring all kinds of other things. Yeah. Then that person meets, then that person could, and especially depending on the age or 12 or 13, it's attempted aggravated sexual con- uh, assault. So meaning is that your attempt was to have sex with that child. Okay.
0: Even if you're not a cop, um, now, if you're, even if you're not a cop, if you're still not committed a, a crime, it, it may not be a good case, but it's, it's a crime to try to have sex with a minor, even if the somebody pretending to be the minor is not a cop. Is that, um, except they don't have any training. So here's the, the challenge becomes is that
1: you're not trained, right? You're not right. trained. For, for example, anyone who um, chats, has to go through undercover training, chat training, uh, what to say, what not to say. Um, now, has that person been enticing you? Let's say in a lot of those times, that person going back and forth, you might mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm looking for a good time, right? I might say that as the predator catcher, right? I'm looking yeah. for a good time. And you might say, hey, um, um, okay, let's have sex. But me saying I'm looking for a good time is it's, in it's the very already. definition – is kind of asking for sex. So that's right. something like a, a law enforcement officer would never say in that text where the predator or the predator poacher would.
0: Right. Cause the predator poacher just wants to get the footage.
1: Yeah. And let's face it. If you can go out and grab someone and get maybe a hundred thousand views on YouTube, and then you continue to do that, Who's being? Who's exploiting who? Right. So, what's your intention? Is it an intention that you found this and then did it? But when it's part of your TV show, right? You know, again, you know, just you know, looking at it. Yeah.
0: From see, that's that's the tricky part is uh, people don't have a lot of sympathy for pedophiles or um, potential potential um, child predators, but I do think it's exploitative to. just because you can talk someone into doing something bad on film or trying to um yes it doesn't doesn't say much about that person's character but it's also i think it's wrong
1: yeah so and you can it it look and it's suggestive too again i don't know what the predator is telling the person there let's say it's a 19 year old or 18 year old and let's say he doesn't know if he's gay or straight and the other person's trying to be um let's say a boy Right. And he's a male. And so I think you're getting into a little bit more than that, where, again, you know, someone trained, again, might be able to see that that ability where that person's not going to travel. So we're not um, the people that get arrested in these investigations, we're not cajoling to come come visit us. They're straight on like, hey, we give people outs. For example, you know, I'm 13, right? well, I don't care. Like we had someone from Oklahoma during the pandemic who said that, hey, you know what, we're 13. And he he basically said that um, nothing's going to stop me from having anal sex with you. Um, so those are the things that we push people away because the argument is, is that that person's confused. Defense will make those arguments. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to show a clear intent that they wanted to do that. But you know, that's the challenge with some of the people that take things on their own. And I'm not saying that you can't have information, for example, if you knew something that your neighbor was, or we've had instances where, let's say, hey, we found out that someone was contacting someone's kid on a, a, through a game system where then we interjected or you got us that evidence, then we can do something more. But the reality is the minute you take it in your your hand to do it, it limits our ability to be proactive and right. do the investigation right.
0: So, in my, uh, you, 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 I'm sure you know about Discord. Yeah. Uh, I assume you're a huge fan. A of Discord? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 a lot of grooming seems to happen on Discord. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, in my Discord, I. Uh, don't allow anyone under 18. And I also, anyone who wants to talk to me, I have message me in a publicly available channel. I'm trying to set this as a norm for streamers. a lot of streamers. Yeah, because a lot of streamers, you know, I'm 37, but a lot of streamers are in their early 20s or late teens or mid 20s. I guess I'm, they're they're all ages, but a lot of concentration there, so they get fans that are you know 14 who are hormonal going through puberty, throwing themselves at the streamer. And I think it, um, creates a atmosphere where these incidents are a lot more likely to happen. And so I agree. Yeah. So I think, um, um, and I, and I don't think that those, those people are necessarily on the same, uh, or or even close to the same, um, level as a, you know, somebody talking at eight year old into taking, um, explicit pictures of themselves. So I, I, um, I've caught, con- I've gotten a lot of uh, flack for this, uh, for this framing of when people say, Oh, this person is a pedophile because they uh, met a 15 year old at a gaming event. They were 21 and they were both drunk and they had sex. And I'm like, I also think that we encourage too much fraternization between <clears throat> like middle schoolers and adults on these platforms. And, um, so yeah, I think there's a, I guess I'm saying, I think that's kind of what we should be doing as streamers is, is trying to point out like this, because uh, a lot and, of streamers and, play kids games, you know, like if you're a Minecraft streamer, you're going to have fans that are eight year olds. Yeah. And, and up. Yeah. And, and to your point, it's, it's kind of like one of
1: those things. It's, it's strange in a way is because if you were looking back in our time and you look at a playground and we're 12 and there's a 40 year old around us, right. You'd you know, be like what the fuck? <laughs> right. And, and yeah. now it's acceptable for a 40 year old when they're on a 12 year old, if they're playing a game. Right. So I think. And to your point, though, I think that's actually very good. Uh, if you're able to get people to a public aspect where they have to show who they are, I, I mm-hmm. think. That keeps people honest, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know what? Then maybe it is an eight-year-old who has a fans. And look, today, look, you know, whether it be, um, so my son is 17 now, but I remember, you know, talking to him um years ago. But the reality is, is that's he's playing games, right? He's playing, he knows yeah. all the dangers and everything, but he's heard it from me so many times, is that, so he's playing with his friends that are in different schools and, and such, but at the same time he's watching YouTube of uh, for the longest time he was watching other people play
0: video games, whether it be Fortnite yeah. or, or, or what have you. Do you, do you know who dream is? No. So dream is a streamer who came to prominence a couple of years ago um, and is anonymous. As far as I know, still, nobody knows who dream is. He's a Minecraft streamer he's got 29.3 million subscribers. Wow he's got uh you know subreddit uh, I assume he's got a discord Twitter yeah uh, millions of fans who he has access to and I'm not saying that he's like a bad person or anything it's just it's just um it's like everybody's Michael Jackson you know like it's just it's just really weird and uh I, I guess this is one of my problems with YouTube as a whole. Um, I got suspended. This is why I couldn't do the interview with you last week. I got suspended for a week for having a uh, conversation with my girlfriend that was deemed too like explicit because we were talking about sex. And um, you get suspended for talking about sex because even though you can mark it as for mature audiences or whatever, it, YouTube is a platform for kids. So yeah. it's like we're uh, like I'm forced to be at the playground even if I don't want to be. There's no there's no place that's like safe from kids on the internet i guess because there's too much money in in mixing everybody together but it, it seems like it's time to have a uh, adult not pornographic but adult section of of tiktok youtube twitter you know what
1: the technology exists to do that age identification or identification if you look at coinbase right you look at cryptocurrency you have to take your picture you have to give your social security card you there are ways to do that but no one wants to do that because of privacy so the point is is that um being anonymous is what gives people the ability to victimize other people because they know they don't they can escape Detection are being
0: (laughs) Yeah, It's not just a 40-year-old at a playground. It's a 40-year-old at a playground wearing a mask.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and and those are real challenges. But the the thing is, so one of the things that we just formed, um, me and um, some retired Internet Crimes Against Children commanders, uh, is a, a lobbying group by the name of Raven. So our job really is going to be to go out, And um, we don't have the the site yet. We just got incorporated. But our job is to go, you know, lobby against the laws, lobby against the tech companies, uh, try to get more resources, try to get more awareness, uh, because there is not a lobbying or advocacy group of such in in the U.S. Uh, Just to give you an example is in the U.S. government. They give about a billion dollars a year for narcotics, right? And this is to law enforcement to, to investigate narcotics. They give $29.5 million to Internet Crimes Against Children. So where is everyone right now, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think so to the point is, is that we're trying to have those conversations. However, uh, I, I feel like, I'm uh, you know, it's a David and Goliath. I got bubblegum and duct tape. Um, I'm trying to MacGyver something. And, uh, they come up with the dream team, you know, from a lobbyist lawyers,
0: because let's face it, Silicon Valley has all the money. And you think they've sold this narrative of privacy as a way to save money. Um, in part, I think in part that, um, maybe exposes other
1: people. I mean, you can go into, uh, Epstein and, you know, some of those other, um, aspects, but the reality is, is that it does cost money. It does technology to go in. It holds people accountable. So for example, if I am Apple, And that information happens and I see it, I am liable and I'm forced to do something about it. If I don't know what happens,
0: then you can't hold me accountable. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. 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 Uh, Can I ask you some questions about pedophilia or what you think society should do with pedophiles who are, have not yet offended or are non-offending or who have offended and served their time or whatever, like, I I feel like there's a mental health component to solving this. Um, I think, I guess the fact that there are so many people who want to do this is as much of a problem as their ability to do it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So Um, so we just... like The the, the prevailing thing on the internet is to say, uh, just shoot them, which it doesn't... (laughs) No. uh, To me, it it seems... Not like a solution, okay, you
1: know. Okay. We did, and again, you know, we've probably, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but I know we've had this conversation. What if we were able to um, set a place aside for people that said, "Hey, you know, I felt like I was going to offend. Is there someone that I can go or a space that I can go to to talk to, set that I won't offend? I mean, does that um, help mitigate?" Uh, the challenge i would say absolutely so the, right now there isn't that space um and that's more of new thinking because you, i think you have to attack it from any which way that works that lowers the numbers right so if you yeah. can protect children that way as well as other ways i i think you have to look at everything
0: okay most controversial question uh what do you think about simulated child sexual abuse material ranging from illustrated anime to computer generated, realistic images. Do what do you, where do you stand on that if, or if anywhere? So, um,
1: there were child sex dolls, um, and someone had posted this on LinkedIn and Hey, what happens if we give pedophiles child sex dolls, mm-hmm. um, what you're doing? Will that stop the problem? You know, uh, I like to say I love Kate Beckinsale and you know what I would ask, Kate Beckinsale out if I've seen her, but Kate Beckinsale is not my door, right? So the point is, is that when does fantasy become reality? So if you fantasize and think about something, so we had one case where an individual came from California and paid us um, fictitious sex uh, for, I believe it was an 11-year-old. And he flew first class, he came here. And during the interview, he told him, he told us that he was a category three pedophile. And we said, well, what's a category three? Category three is someone that would only act if the opportunity presented itself right in front of them, right? So a category six is a full blown person that will trade children. So my question then back to you would be, is that when does fantasy become reality? Because at some point, if you know that you can't get caught and you can act on it and that's what you think about all the time, wouldn't you want that? So when does the the simulated uh, animat may not do anything? It's like a drug, right? So eventually, if I see that child and that child is that opportunity and there's no one around, when then do I act? So I think okay. So you see, as a
0: slippery slope leading yeah. to uh, offending? Yeah. Um, I think I don't agree, but I, 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 I understand your argument, and I. I respect your position. Yeah. So, I mean, Do you think I just, it should be illegal for that reason. Then,
1: um, I, I definitely child sex dolls should be, I mean, um, and again, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you exactly what's happening in a brain. I'm, you True. know, I, I read a lot about neuroscience and behavior. Yeah, yeah. I'm just interested yeah. in just where, yeah, I mean, where just, you, I just, I think in my experience, is that people go from one thing to the other and it never stops there. So it's just, it's just, it's just a natural progression. And that's just my experience in 25 years of investigation. So
0: <laughs> just 25 years. Uh, can you, can you tell me some stories that kind of, um, where that plays out? Like, do you have any vague anecdotes or specific that you can, share you know, from, uh, like from somebody from the- going down like a spiral like that?
1: Um, not from the sex dial standpoint. Um okay. I you know, because again, you know, they just started making sex dials, children's sex dials, illegal in certain states. So I
0: mean but the the slippery slope standpoint, like do you have the, the, a, a story you can tell us where that happened?
1: Um trying to think of trying to think of one where uh we've had individuals travel, um, so really not because they ended up traveling. Um, but we've had, I would say
0: traveling is the bottom of the slope.
1: Yeah. So, but we've had people that, for example, that let's say used, uh, peer to peer aspects that Mm -hmm. did not offend. Um, and then we, um, then they offended after that. So for example, as we would arrest an individual who had possession, and then later on those individuals became hand-on offenders, but it wasn't clear if that person was a hand-on offender
0: then as well. and that's after, um, after being convicted and sentenced and serving time, coming back and offending.
1: Yes. So laws have changed and they've gotten more significant. So yeah. the early laws weren't, um, that much for, for example, images and videos. Um, but there, there are instances where like, I'll give you a perfect examples, we had one where there was a dance hall and person had images and videos and we couldn't um, find that he was actually an offender. So he was charged with that. And then later on video surfaced a year later in a different state of him being hands-on with actually part of his students. So um, the children at the time did not disclose the victims didn't disclose that he was a hands-on offender. So um, there's a study. uh, There's a, there's a bunch of studies out there that um, show anywhere from 25 to 50% of individuals that possess, um, sand material and distribute it, um, become hands-on offenders. You know, oh, uh, what we're trying. Yeah. And we're, what we're trying to do honestly is we're trying to, um, have more research and more studies out there just to show that context because yeah. there, there's not many there was a, there was one study the burton study that i think had like they interviewed people in federal prisons that were already in prison and it came out to um like 80 percent of those were were ended up being hands-on offenders i don't think it's that high but um so my but point this, is yeah, it, be, it's just really
0: yeah well. um they, okay. definitely 25 percent. i would say at least okay. Uh, well, then I can see why your, your stance is what it is. Um, okay. I have a comment from my chat. If Max, that's me, is not careful. This guy will put him on a watch list. So I want, again, I want to just stress the idea that in my world, asking a controversial question or taking a controversial position of, you know, I don't think simulated child porn is necessarily going to lead to offending, or I don't think it should be illegal that to, to these, to my audience, that is enough for you to say, Oh, this guy needs to be investigated. No, so like, oh, there's
1: what's a, what's a watch list.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right. So people will <laughs> yes. So if you, if you. <laughs> There's a lot of being talked, a lot of talking about being somebody, a, a, a police officer or an FBI agent, thinking that maybe because of something controversial you said, maybe you are a potential future offender, and so we need to. St- well, let
1: know, let, what, let me let me say this, okay? okay. One, I'm retired. That's number one. Number two is okay. that I'm a human being, right? So, uh, three is not everyone is guilty, and not everyone is a criminal, right? So, the thought most people aren't. Yeah. So my point is, is that if you had whatever position you're having, I mean, it's about dialogue. And I think the challenge has become in society today that people think and they think other people have these positions and thoughts that aren't even really true. So, uh, you you know, just because you believe that I'm going off my experience, right? You don't, you're going off of what you believe in the research that you do. How am I to say that I don't know a billion percent if one way or other. If if you're telling yeah. me I can find a study and irrefutable evidence that that would 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 quell the challenge, then I'd be for it. But I just don't think it based upon my experience, so I'm not okay. going to put you in a watch list because or right. watchable, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So so to um, I think this is a good time to address a messaging issue that between our our communication problem between the streaming audience and law enforcement where the streaming audience thinks if you say or do anything that could be perceived as like weird, um, law enforcement is going to take an interest in you, start watching everything you do, hack into all your accounts and try to entrap you or something. What, uh, what is the threshold for, for law enforcement to say, uh, maybe we should look into what this person is, is doing. There might be a crime here. If you, here's the threshold. If
1: you told me on this is that, hey, um, you know, uh, I like two-year-olds and that's what I want to do. I want to have sex with a two-year-old. Then I would say, um, you know what, maybe we should take a look at you. Right. So, mm-hmm. but again, you know, um, we're not, how do you put it? We don't just, there's not this nexus of the internet where we're just identifying people sitting around and, and looking and have microphones on. And uh, it, it, it's the tech companies that, people need to worry about right so i did this uh documentary last year um it hasn't aired it was in it was uh, i think an english company but it was about privacy we're not here to violate people's privacy we're here to protect people right um and i don't care what happens or what position you have i have my own life to live like everyone else does but from a messaging standpoint we're where that is the perception and i don't know how to tell you that that's that's not true
0: Okay. When you say it's the tech companies you have to worry about, you're talking about privacy there. Yes. Are you saying that you, like, is that, do you have a dual, you have mixed feelings where you're like, um, tech companies are both not taking enough information about users or taking in too much? Or like, what is I guess what's your, uh, how do you square it? What's your utopia? What do you, if you were the king of everything, what, what would happen? with these I would
1: would basically that the companies have a backdoor that they can protect kids where where you can keep people safe however if there's information and probable cause that someone is being victimized that you can find that information on your on your servers and go look for it if
0: we directed you to that that's all we're looking for and that's singular, right and the law says if they have the key to their own door then they're responsible for what's inside it, which is why they throw it out. Correct. So do you think that law should change? Do you think they should be able to say we're not liable for what we have on our servers as long as it's encrypted, even though we we can unencrypt it if we want? Um, or do you think the law should be there? Or do you think they should have to just deal with the liability?
1: I think the law should be that they should know what's happening on their server, kind of like we're responsible for what happens here. So, if you're driving a car and you know what, you know that your car has no brakes and you're coming down an intersection and you run someone over, you knew that your car had no brakes before you drove. Now, again, good luck proving it, right? Unless you can have someone who look at it. But again, that's a small example. But, you know, from a privacy standpoint, how do you protect everyone's privacy, but at the same time protecting kids? Again, you know, I think that there's software that if they, if, here's, here's in a utopia. If right. I gave Apple um, a search warrant and said, hey, you have been victimized and we need any communication that happened on your iOS device in your screen name in order to, um, protect or find the individual responsible. And Apple says, well, guess what? We can't look at it because it's encrypted. That's not good enough. But if Apple said, you know what, we don't know what's going on. However, we can go in, open the door and then get that information to you. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that would be the compromise. That makes sense. Another, another controversial online topic is the movie cuties. Have you heard of cuties? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it or I haven't looked at it. So, so it's a Netflix movie about 11 year olds entering a twerking contest. Uh, that's part of it. Mostly it's about, it's a coming of age story about a, a Muslim girl in France, but a, a large part of it is they form a dance troupe and enter a twerking contest. And, um, I know, I think Texas tried to, or is trying to prosecute Netflix, uh, saying. I think, yeah, I
1: remember hearing that. Um,
0: what's the word on the street?
1: I have no idea. Again, you're talking, each state is different. Texas laws obviously are different. I, you know, New Jersey, than New Jersey again, you know, you know, sometimes it's a messaging thing too, as well. I, I again, I haven't seen it. So right, I really just one that
0: you, they, they're just trying to say, send a message. Okay. I have another question about sentencing and, uh, uh, sentencing for, um, see Sam when, uh, the new Supreme court justice was doing her confirmation. She, Off, I think offhandedly gave an example of somebody uh, spending the rest of their life in prison for looking at uh, five minutes of child porn. And then Lindsey Graham said, well, if somebody looks at five minutes of child porn, they should spend the rest of their life in prison, which I think, and then kind of, kind of painting her as again, like if you are sympathetic or, or humanizing to child abusers, then you are one, I think was the kind of tactic there. So, um, if Katani Jackson Brown, the way she's, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, what what do you think uh, sentencing guidelines should be, and and what are they, and and does it work, or do, wh- how do well, you? Well, here's the thing: is they,
1: they they so vastly differ. Like, if you had a couple images in Arizona, you're doing forty years. Um, if you had, it, it would take you 10 years in New Jersey and that's if you had over a hundred images. Okay. Um, and okay. then you're probably doing five years in prison. So uh, there is disparate sentencing in everything. And I that's think there's weird. no uniform. Yeah. So, fierce. yeah. So for example, uh, the person that, um, traveled to meet the 11 year old here in New Jersey that paid paid us. Um, he got sentenced to 10 years. Um, we had another person in California that paid us money and for the Tim and the fictitious child to go out to California. Um, plus his girlfriend was victimizing a three-year-old as well. He did 40 years. So my point is, is that it all depends
0: on what, what do you think is an appropriate sentence for first time offender a hundred images?
1: I think right now, I think 10 years, I think the way New Jersey has it is, um, um, appropriate, appropriate. And you're not talking in, in, put it this way. It's never just a hundred images. It's not like 99 and where we're, we're at in one. It's sure. when you have a hundred images, you really have like 5,000 images. So, the, the a, point a is pattern of
0: established behavior at yeah point.
1: And, and, and it's not a single image right so we're not saying okay there's one let's maybe get oh oh we found another one over here okay we got two and it's a trove yeah it's a trove every person that we come to it's terabytes of videos and information so that that's my point i mean what happens in that community they're collectors Um, meaning is that they have series from like the seventies to the eighties
0: to, to new gen and they trade it. So do you have any theory on why that, what, uh, I know people who do that with regular porn who like obsessively collect it. I find it, I find that, I find that weird, but why do you, why do you. Do you, do you, I guess I guess uh, having investigated this for so long, do you have any insights about what makes these people do what they do that might um, help us better understand what's happening?
1: Well, I think it, it's I'm going to bring baseball cards because that's the original argument that that's why it, it's 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 a collector, right? For for those people, they're collecting that, no different than that's their interest and that's their passion, and then they want to refer to it and have it. Yeah, no, cool. no different than you know, like uh, I'm collecting sport memorabilia, right? So, um, it's just an interest, and it's something that they can refer back to. Um, some people don't collect as much because they have the ability to go get it again, um, especially those people that, let's say, are on the dark net or tour along those things.
0: Do you have any uh, thoughts about rehabilitation?
1: Um, I think people are attracted to who they're attracted to. So in that aspect, so there was an argument a while ago where um, I think there was someone who did a Ted talk in Australia that was saying that, well, you know, that's what they're attracted to. So I'm just going based upon what interviews tell me like um, the, the, the Ian Brewer, and that's the person that was arrested in um, New Jersey. He um, he spoke in his interview is about like, look, he goes, um, you know, uh, he talked about pedophilia. He talked about, you know, that was what he was attracted to. And so um, I, you know, that rehabilitation thing, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I think people, you know, people have whatever their, their predilections are, are and, and it's
0: like trying to turn a straight person, gay or a gay person straight. You just think it's, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. I, I, you know what so I mean? You advocate for managing it <clears throat> by giving people a safe space to go to if they feel they can't control themselves and um, don't try not to think about it. So, and, to- I, and, I, and yeah, you know what, maybe, I don't know, maybe if
1: you like, if you knew about it and here's, here's the thing. And this is what I've learned. Um,
0: Get a that- short girlfriend.
1: in that community right they feel ostracized right pedophiles feel ostracized they feel lonely they're looking for like-minded people to connect to right because yes i interviewed one so based on that right yeah if you can give someone an outlet to where they're not doing this, and again, this is controversial from a law enforcement aspect. It's only now when I'm talking to people we're we're looking at it from different perspectives and you yeah. know and and being open minded I'm like well maybe maybe that we're we're looking at a problem and we're yeah. looking to attack the problem as many solutions as we can do in order to do that.
0: I admire that uh, I interviewed um the spokesperson. Essentially, for a organization called Virtuous Pedophiles, based in the UK. I think the guy was British, and uh, they are a support group where pedophiles who don't don't offend and don't look at um, see can come talk to each other and you know give each other support for how ostracized they feel. Seems that seems like a big thing that they talk about. I don't know if you've heard of, No, it, I,
1: but you know, I have. So, um, but I, I think that I think you have to attack it from a whole bunch of different things that I've kind of pretty much said over the last hour or so, but, um, yeah. it, well, you know,
0: there, yeah, I'm sorry. We're we I, I was gonna say, is there more you want to add or do you feel like we've,
1: no, uh, I'm just gonna say, I think, I think it's something that we all have to address. This isn't this isn't a singular issue. It's not a demographic issue. It's not an age issue. It's it's a societal issue that we collectively have to come together and do the best that we can, because today I think there's more children being victimized more than ever. And how do we protect our children? Because those children are the ones that are going to be leading the charge around the world. So how do we protect our greatest resource? And I think that's kind of the lens I'm looking at.
0: Uh, it's pretty, uh, depressing. Yeah. I, I, not, what, not, what, not what you just yeah. said, but like yeah. the, the issue, uh, I guess the, um, it just seems like I agree. It has to be a multi-pronged approach because it's so every kid has a camera and everybody is anonymous and everybody, uh, is connected to kids on every single popular platform with the ability to privately message them and represent themselves however they want. It's, it's, it's like, it's like trying to stop bank robbers if banks didn't have vaults and kept their money in the parking lot with no guards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. Just seems like, a, it seems like, um, a lot of different things need to change at the same time. Like you're saying.
1: Yeah. And look, uh, I, there, there are people committed, um it, it just we're fragmentized right so i think it, it's a messaging it's a branding it's it's laws it's taking action so i think the more collective that we can um collectively work together so i mean um if you don't mind i'll give you uh you know my my emails, is at gmail at gmail.com if anyone wants to reach out to me my website is uh www.johnpizarro.com so um if there are people out there that you know from a messaging or branding or are looking to really change things. I mean, uh, that's my contact info.
0: Yeah. You might get some, uh, contacts. Uh, I expect this, this stream to get, uh, probably upwards of 20,000 views. Um, hopefully so. Um, and don't if, worry yeah, not, if there's anything else. <laughs> oh yeah thank you keep me on keep me keep me off the watch list i appreciate that yeah uh yeah whatever whatever else you want to um plug or say uh feel free if there's anything else you want yeah, to yeah i
1: just mention. say one of the other things that we are creating is uh, a lobbying group called raven um we i just we don't have that website yet up but um the idea is odin for example had two ravens and the reason why we called it uh, raven is that people of the past helping people, of the future. So his two Ravens, one was the past, one was the future. So it's a bunch of retired people that are looking to the future to change and help as many people we can based upon the experience that we have. So, um, we're looking, even though in retirement, we're trying to do the best we can, um, to change things for the better. So, um, um, and then as far as, uh, I do a lot of speaking, anything on child safety, if there's anyone there any school or, um, school or a place that is
0: looking to talk about that. Um, I'm more than happy to, um, talk to your group. That's great. You may also get, um, some interest from other streamers. Uh, I'm not sure, but if you do, or if they, if they uh, ask me about it, I will uh, pass them along. If you are interested in, uh, talking Yeah.
1: And like I said, the more we talk and again, it's messaging and there's there's a lot of this stuff here I wanted to do um, when I was working, but uh, there was no way the uh, New Jersey state police was going to let me talk to you while I was was working. Yeah, I think
0: that's, I think that's, I think part of the problem is the messaging um, working against you and the tech, the technology developments and the shifting of cultural norms is happening so fast that it seems like that the muzzle needs to come off, um, in order in just in order to keep up with it. Yeah. And,
1: and I, and I think what happens is that people get scared of, um, saying the wrong thing or, you know, in, in my estimation, you yeah. know, in this area, you know, I, I don't think there's anything, anything you can do is, is positive. So,
0: well, I appreciate that. Uh, I thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you think we need to cover or you think we, we, no, I think you, I think you got it. So, all right. Well, great. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to end the call. Um, but yeah, feel free to stay in touch if you, uh, have any questions or suggestions for me and I will do the same. Awesome. Thank you. It was nice right. meeting you. Nice meeting your, your audience. Too, so yes. right. nice to meet you, John. All right. Bye.